This is episode number 50 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is part two of a continuation of our last podcast that talked about the critical mitzvot that are applicable to the modern day Hebrew that is in exile. We're going to continue this discussion right where we left off. So Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go. shall work six days and on the seventh day you shall rest and you shall keep my day holy it's set apart to you who are you going to believe i want to be on the side of the most high but 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 you're holy but you're holy right and holy to whom not the most high dietary laws ah Darim chapter number 11 is one of the foundational pieces of work that even in the Akhenasi Jewish uh, uh, synagogue teachings, they began teaching their children the center, and, and the Vayukra number 11 happens to be the center of Torah. They start teaching right this there. principle or this Torah commandment to their children at the beginning of learning the dietary laws. Mm -hmm. Now, the dietary laws are very specific to us. Absolutely. And they tell us what we can eat and what we can't eat. Mm -hmm. We can eat fish with fins and scales. Absolutely. So shrimps. <laughs> yeah, red lobster is not your friend. Shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimps, jambalaya, gumbo are off your dietary list. I, you know, and I was someplace over the weekend where I walked into the house and they had the most glorious aromatic smell of gumbo floating through the house. And the roux looked so lovely and it looked so delicious. <laughs> And I said to myself, you know what? There's a restaurant that's called where they where they serve you what they call a bucket of trash. Oh, that's Joe's Crab Shack. Crab, they, they, they serve I've you. been there once yeah, before. Yeah, and they and they call it they call it a bucket of trash. Yeah, even they know it's garbage. Right, right, right. So the most high is specific. So in in, in specificity to that too, and I'm, I have to say that just because we said okay. I've been to Joe's Crab Shack. You can go to these places, but understand that you need to ask the questions. If there's fish that's being served at any one of these restaurants, ask, is it fins and scales or what type of fish is it? You got your phone, your smartphone there. Look it up to see whether or not it actually does have fins and scales. But I'm glad that you brought this one up as one that was important because it's, this is probably these dietary laws you do the most. Right. You're more cognizant of this. See, the Sabbath happens every seven days. Right. This will happen two, three times a day. Yeah, right. So getting a command over this is very good. Right. To have you understand, okay, well, 
I but can't you eat. See, yeah. But you see, this interferes with my way with 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 my way of life. Absolutely. I mean, now <laughs> now I have to know. I have to be. I have to be careful. I mean, you mean I can't? I, yeah. No. Listen. No. 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 Get me. Hear me. Hear me. Once again, <laughs> the podcast is directed at Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite yeah. and Hebrews in exile. If you want to function from the nations, you can do whatever you want to do. You can take your chance right. on eternal life mm -hmm. by not following the guidelines that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel specifically. Now, the problem might be and one of the other reasons why we're, do, we, we're doing this podcast is to help Israel or people that are in this diaspora understand who they are. You may not even know that you're Hebrew. So you, you've cast restraint aside and you're functioning just like the people in the, of the nation. But I got to tell you, once again, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the rule. If, your ancestors were brought to this country, this nation, and other nations via the transatlantic slave trade orchestrated by the Oxanazis out of Portugal and Spain in the 1400s, if your ancestors were a part of that mission, you are part of the Father's diaspora that has dispersed you into the four corners of the world, which makes you Hebrew. Hebrew. That's right. You know what? Can I take Can I take 30 seconds? I want to take 30 seconds. It's I'll... in your history book. It's there. It's there. Hurry, throw, throw the Bible out, out. It's in your history book. See, I don't even understand for the life of me. Why am I screaming? <laughs> See, I don't understand why the life of me, why any of those people that you just enumerated that have been brought over here in the transatlantic slave trade that hit South America first and then came up to the Caribbean and then came over to North America, why they would want to be Christian in the first place. And why is that? Because that... Christianity is the same Christianity that they came to your front doorstep and hung you from them trees and dragged you out of your house and burned them crosses right on top of your front yard. Same one. The same Christianity that did that, that castrated you and stubbed your genitalia in your mouth. Now, I, I don't want to be graphic, but that is what happened to our people. Now, I'm going way out of bounds, maybe, but these are the things that no, no, happen. No, that's history. That's history, yeah, out of bounds. How, how are you going to be out of bounds with history? It's history. It's, 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 it's val you can validate you can, it. You can go into the tomes of history and understand the atrocities that have been done to our people under the guise of Christianity. Of Christianity. When they came on them horses and dragged you out of your house and burnt you alive, they did it under Jesus Christ. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The same symbol that you will put on your chest with a gold chain on and walk around, even tattoo it on your body. Yeah. That same symbol is yeah. the same one that they came with. So I don't even understand how our people 
would even accept that. Because I'll tell you what, this is a sad commentary, but in the United States, I'm going to speak about the United States. If someone was to come to you and say, I want to be a Muslim, what's the first thing that's going to pop into your head? And I probably have said this on another podcast. They're probably going to say, why would you want to join a terrorist organization like that? And I'm not saying that Muslims are terrorists. I'm just saying that that's the perception that we have in the United States. Right. If you go and look at any movie that's done in the United States, the protagonist in that movie when it comes to terrorism is who? Yeah, that's the norm. That's the norm. Yeah. So why would I, at the same guidelines or pale that I'm drawing is the same thing. Why in the world would I want to join up with a group that's a terrorist, has a terrorist wing against my people? Why would I want to do that? But see, you've been brainwashed into accepting something because you don't want a whip across your back. Yeah. We've abandoned the most high yeah. in order to be, to be comfortable yeah. And that is our plight as a people, as Hebrews in exile. We can't get it right, and we're not going to get it right. That's why the scripture says in Devarim, this is going to be all the way to the end. All the way to the end. To the end of days. You're going to be messing this up. Forever. Until that time comes where you most high is going to have to deliver us back. Forever. I, okay. <laughs> and there it is. Meat. Let's talk about meat. We talked about fish. Now let's talk about meat. These are, and this is in uh, Vayikra chapter 11, verse 1. Starts there. These are the living creatures which you may eat among all the land animals. Any that has a separate hoof, which is completely divided and chews the cud, these animals you may eat. But you are not to eat those that only chew the cud or only have a separate hoof. For example, the camel, the coney, the hare are unclean for you because they chew the cud but don't have a separate hoof. Now, here comes, here comes our... All of the here comes all of our summer. I'm, I, 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 okay, let me read it. Let me just read it. Let me just read it. This is in scripture. Yeah, this you're is not, scripture. You're not adding I, to I'm or taking away anything away from the scripture. Leviticus chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. While the pig is unclean for you. Because although it has a separate and completely divided hoof, it doesn't chew the cud. You are not to eat meat from these or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. I didn't say it. This is a mitzvah. This is a commandment to us. That's right. That is right. This is a way of life for us. That's right. So, who told us that eating pork, shrimp, crab, mm -hmm. lobster, all these bottom feeders that are the most high created to keep the ecosystem clean, which literally eat boo-boo, 
That's right. Keep it clean. That's right. They, they eat. They clean the earth. They eat boo boo. Right. And you ingest that. Who told you that was food? See here. Here's another thing. When we were back over. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. Go ahead. You are not to eat the meat from these or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Who are, we talk, who are we talking about? Hebrew Israel. See, the pro now see, now this really gets in our way. Right, because I'm sticking my fingers in your plate now. Yeah, because now you're starting to mess with my 4th of July. That's right. Which isn't a holy day. You're starting to mess with my summer picnics right. and my summer barbecues. And all and and all of that stuff that makes summer so great. And then you go tell me, well, I, I I know it's not good for me, but but I like it. Mm -hmm. Now, but you got to address this too, because over across the street they will twist that scripture that talk about the sheep fell down. And everything that was underneath to eat, because every everything is clean. It, that is so taken out of context and twisted around. And furthermore, whoever that's whoever he was talking to, I don't even know why you would listen to him anyway. Because we talked about that before as well. Because why would you give the keys to the kingdom, which is Peter, the uh, uh, the auspicious duty of the church when he is a bona fide liar? Oh, 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 he's the one that you said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my fathers. He not only denied three times, but he cussed to, to validate the fact that I'm denying you. That's right. But you're going to give him the keys to the kingdom. That's right. How and, much sense does that make? Right. And then you're going to follow his then teaching follow about, his <laughs> about eating? Uh-uh. Well, this is, this is, uh, this, this <laughs> comes out of, um, well, well, let's, let's, let's go there. Let's. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go there. Let's go. Let's go there. Let's go there. Timothy. Ah. Pastor Timothy. Timothy <laughs> is the one to whom Shaul says, You were raised in your grandma's house, in your mama's house, and you were given this wonderful Torah. So now you're telling me. That one who has been instructed in the Torah is going to write a narrative that violates Leviticus chapter 11 that comes out of the mouth of the Most High to Mashe to the people of Israel. So now my question is this. Who's Timothy talking to? Is he talking to Hebrew Israelites or is he talking to Rome and the Grecians? Because the Romans and the Grecians are the ones they have. You all twisted up in terms of what you can eat. Let's listen to the text. Let's see what it says. All right. First Timothy chapter four, verses one through five. The spirit. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop there. I want to stop there. I, I got to ask a question. What spirit? Yeah, he isn't definitive. What spirit? You see, <clears throat> if the spirit expressly states that in the last day, the Akarit Hayamin, some people will apostate from the faith by paying attention to deceiving spirits and things taught by demons, that statement right there would have to be over in our scriptures. It would have to be there. 
And it's because that's where the spirit speaks. That's right. I got bad news for you. The Greek New Testament is not inspired or authored by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, or the absolute all-existent one. Why would the Most High take a nation that he has defined that he is going to destroy in the end of days with Gog and Magog and have them be represented to speak for his people? That statement right there is not over in the foundation of Scripture. If it's not in the foundation of Scripture, I'm going to take a quote out of out of out of out of uh, uh, O.J. Simpson's trial. Well, if it doesn't fit, fit, it must you must you must, you must, you must you gotta quit. throw it out. It's not there. So what spirit? And uh, who are you calling demons? Right. Are you calling? <laughs> are you calling? My shared demon? Right. Right. Are you calling... He's insinuating, man. Are you calling, Are you calling the most high a demon? Whew. Is that what you're saying? And are you calling the teachings of Mashe hypocrisy? And you're calling him a liar? Such teachings come from hypocrisy of liars whose own conscience have been burned. You're telling me that Mashe's conscience has been burned? You're telling me, what? Come on. I'm not, I'm not twisting this. I'm just trying to understand it. Right. Because it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit the context of Hebrew text. Correct. Absolutely. They forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods. Where, where in the scripture what? Where in the foundation of Scripture does any prophet, I'm going to start with the prophets, I'm backing in. Okay. Where does any prophet, where does Mashe, where does the Most High forbid forbid marriage? Where? Never. And abstinence. Well, what? And abstinence from foods which Elohim created to be eaten with thanksgiving by those who have come to trust and to know the truth. Know the truth. Know what truth? I'm, I'm confused. I'm 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 I'm, I'm beside myself. Yeah, it's just I, in I'm, and out. I'm, I'm beside myself. Yeah. I'm beside myself. This 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 is it's confusing I'm because yeah, I mean because there's there's but, 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 yeah yeah yeah. But let's let us let us let's get to the point okay. of red. Okay. For everything created by Elohim is good. This is true. Because when the Most High, when the Most High created, He said when He finished, He said it was good. good. That's right. So that's true. Mm -hmm. And but but what's this other statement? And nothing received with thanksgiving needs to be rejected, because the word of Elohim and prayer make it holy. Wait a minute. How is that going to be true? <laughs> when over here He's defined. What you can and what you can't do, and he said you're not supposed to touch it. Right. So you're telling me now. Yeah, that's where that, I was getting ready to go. That yeah. The pig that is unclean that you're not supposed to touch. Right. You're telling me now that that has been made holy just because of your Thanksgiving and prayer. By Thanksgiving and prayer, what? <laughs> Which goes back to what you ended up saying earlier, which was some prayers are an abomination to the Most High. He doesn't like hearing it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on.
Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're more intelligent than that. You are more intelligent than that. Read it for yourself. It's there. Oh, you're more intelligent than that. So now, the pig is made holy by prayer. <laughs> Fish without fins and scales that he said was an abomination are, are, are made holy through prayer. What foundational scriptorial reference can you point me back to where there's two or three witnesses that validate that statement? There's none. There's none. But, uh, man, I, I'm glad you keep bringing this issue up. It's not, if you're over there on the other side of the street and these things are resonating with you, it is because it's a reason for it. You know, the Most High has put these things in front of us so we can see these things and reason about what's going on over here. And it needs to be reconciled. You can't have, and this is, if you don't get anything else out of what we've been saying over the past 40 some odd podcasts, is that there is a dichotomy between this codex called the Bible. There is a Greek version and there's a Hebrew version. And any time that you get over, because what the Greek version does over that New, tech, New Testament is it takes from the Hebrew and it combines it with other things that makes statements like this hypocrisy and confusing. And you don't come to an understanding of the Most High. So they can do, again, whatever the heck they feel like doing over there. The Most High, as you eloquently put earlier, is not going to honor it. You know, I have a statement. I have a statement I use. One man's truth is another man's heresy. This right here is the, is the zenith of heretical thought and teaching that goes strictly against what the Most High has authored for Hebrew Israel. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Contradicts foundational teaching for our people. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's... Who are you praying to? Receive with thanksgiving. Yeah, that's the other part. Needs to be rejected because the word of Elohim and prayer make it holy. Where... Oh... It just seems like there's such a wait, conflict. Wait, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. How can, how can, how, you're telling me, you're telling me that now the Most High has become a liar. Because now you're praying back to him to make something holy that he said was not holy. Right. That's so now you're calling him a liar. And he said, I'm not a human that I should, should lie. That I should lie. Or change my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've gotten to this point where doesn't that seem kind why of weird? Why am I hollering? Because you're because it you know why you're hollering? I'm gonna tell you why you're hollering. Why am I hollering? Because it, it it's the fact that it's a quintessential foundational issue that's right there in your face. And we will allow people that are supposed to be shepherds over top of us tell us otherwise. 
and it is an egregious act that is happening, and it's keeping people from understanding the Most High in his totality. You will continue to stay in, quote, unquote, the matrix because you don't, we're not reconciling issues like this. This sounds funny to me even having you hear, say it because we, who are they praying to? They're praying to JC, who's supposed to be God, God himself. In the flag. So how in the world, I, I, I would love to see this Christian heaven where everybody's up there and they say, well, we're going to do what Jesus says and not what your, what God says. There's going to be a conflict already. What is it going to be against the Republicans, against the Democrats up there? Sean, it's just going to be a conflict. Sean, <laughs> Sean, you know, this absolutely disturbs my spirit. As it should. Because this, this, this is bondage right here. This absolutely disturbs my spirit. You want to know, you, you all want to know what Hebrews can do and what Hebrews cannot do. I'm telling you, not by commentary of, of mine, but simply reading the text of Scripture that applies to dietary laws, Scripture the diet that, that speaks to the Shabbat and what have you. You know what? I got, I got to get off of this because I'm, 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 I'm getting upset. I'm getting upset, and I'm, I, 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 <sighs> well, hold on. Before before you go, I, I got to reiterate this because this was something that well, I, I heard I'm, that I'm was getting getting, getting 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 taught in in a pulpit, which was literally this pastor got up there and he's there up in Roseville, and I heard this, and it says, "Listen, I'm not gonna have some ancient god tell me what I can and cannot eat." It becomes to a point where you are going to have to make a decision that if you believe in the Most High, the one who created the heavens and the earth, who created your behind, who breathed the breath of life in you, that created the sun, the moon, and the stars, that one. You going to call him ancient? He, The man got up there and said, I'm not, he called him some ancient god to tell me what I can and cannot eat. We're getting to the point now where it's being so egregious. You're disrespectful. You're disrespectful to the one who created you. <laughs> He's the one that said, I brought you into this world and I'll, I'll take, take you out. Straight out. That's, that's the point. And the point is, at the end of the day, is that we need to stop if we're going to stand on this word, we got to stand wait, on wait, it. You wait, can't wait, just wait, simply wait, say, wait, wait, Sean, wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to disregard it. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that the absolute all-existent one, mm -hmm. the mighty one who has created all things, has become so common to you that you can refer to him as some ancient? Yes. That is really? what was, that was what was said. That was what was said, and you I mean, couldn't believe you it. You mean to tell me the one that allows you to have pneuma, that allows you to have breath, that you breathe every day, that's not promised to you, you're going to call him ancient? Right. That was what was said, and I, I it was so appalling to me. I said, are you have serious? We, have we gotten to the point where the Most High has lost all reverence and respect to where you say, you know what, I'm telling you to do X. You wouldn't even, listen, you got, it sounds like you got more respect for folks that put on their pants just like you do than the all-existent one.
which is horrible. So, oh, let's move on. I, I, I see you got me all. You got me all. Get you fired up. You got me all <laughs> fired up, buddy, 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 buddy. You got me all. Yes, fired sir. Up. More names. Ah, there they In are. Vayikra chapter number twenty-three mm-hmm. are listed. The six moedims, and one that's not in there is the one of first fruits, which makes it seven. If you read Vayikra chapter number 23 in your King James or your NIV, NIV, New American Standard, it's all that's there. Or your whoever has put out a Bible, Mm -hmm. we don't have a Bible. We have a covenant. It's correct. Hebrews have a covenant. We don't have a Bible. We have a covenant. That's correct. But whoever's Bible you are carrying under your arm, in Vayikra, Leviticus chapter number 23, these are going to be listed. You know why they're going to be listed? Because the person that put out their Bible is not smart enough and wasn't smart enough to erase them and take them out. It's true. That's true. They're right there for the they're reading. right there. You can read it yourself. And if the Bible that you have that you have has been brought in, Max Roach, Max Roach got a Bible. He does. Yes, if it's in Max Roach's Bible, Max Roach's Bible comes from the common, from the common uh, uh, Bible that's used by everybody to to make their Bibles. Mm-hmm. Now, this number three again that's up there is is what that's Shabbat. Which is the giving of the Torah. That's the giving of the Torah. Of the mitzvot, of the so, commandments. So over in the New Testament, what we have? We have Pesach, yeah. which, which Yeshua did. And then we have this other one that Yeshua did, which is, they call it Pentecost, but we call it Shavuot. Shavuot. So if at the very least, try to figure out what that is. And how to observe it. Because obviously your master did it. Obviously your master did Pesach. So there's two of them on the list right there that you can at least attempt to try to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean your master didn't do Easter? No. Didn't. Didn't do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're Christian <laughs> and you're following your master and your master didn't do Easter. I'm confused. And he made it vague. I'm going to bring this one out I'm too. I'm confused. Because he says, every time that you do this abominable thing, which is eat my flesh and drink, <laughs> drink my, my blood. blood which, which is a violation, <laughs> which is a definite violation of Torah commandments. He says, do this in remembrance of me. And what do we say? We say every time that you do this, you remember. But I want to make a distinction here. The Most High says on the on the fourteenth day of the first month is when you shall do this. I was getting ready to say something, but I could. (laughs) He didn't say do this on the fourth Sunday of every single month, or on the first Sunday of every every month. He didn't say every six months. You could do that every ten years. For all they care, the point is, as I'm bringing here, is that the mo- with all of these, they're specific, and it's not left up to uh, 
interpretation on when these actually it's happened. Up, it's not left up to your bishop board. Yeah, it's not. It's not up to the cardinal and when the he cardinals or, or when he picks. The, that's when the, we're supposed to do yes, these. Yes, the Most High has established. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm asking a question. I'm going to go back and ask a question we talked about earlier. If you work for a corporation, I'm going to take a corporate. I'm not even going to deal with the state because the state, the state, the state lets you get off and get off and get off and get off. But if you work for a corporation and your manager, your boss, your company has specific days that they want you to assemble and you choose not to do that, how long are you going to work for that corporation? Not very not very. You and your compadres, whoever said, you know what? We ain't doing that. That's worthless. It's done away with. We don't have to observe that day. How long are <laughs> you going to be employed with that corporation? Not very long at all. Maybe even minutes. I miss it <laughs> once and they'll, they might one strike. Two might be an admonition. Mm -hmm. Three, you're out the door. Right. Well, let's get back to them. In Vayikra, which is Leviticus chapter 23, we have Pesach, which is Passover. Mm -hmm. It's a holy convocation. It's one that you do with your family at home. Feast of Matzah, which happens the next day, is a is a convocation. You shall assemble That's right. as a convocation. You shall honor the Feast of Matzah. It's from the Feast of Matzah that we start counting the 50, the 49 days down to the next feast, which is Shavuot. Shavuot. Yep. After Shavuot comes the Feast of Trumpets. Mm -hmm. Feast of Trumpets happens in the fall of the year. It's usually in the month of, of, uh, of September, which is the month of, I'm trying to think of what the, uh, Ivar, I think it's Ivar on the, in the, yeah, I forget, forget, forget now what, it, what it's called. Okay. But anyhow, the Feast of Trumpets happens around September of every year, mm -hmm. as does the Day of Atonement. Mm -hmm. High Holy Days. High Holy Days. Mm -hmm. As does the Feast of Tabernacles. Tabernacles, usually at the end of September, probably maybe going into the first uh, part of October. October. Yeah. Those are the six feasts of the Most High that I've read, I have read the Greek text many times when I was very Greek and when I was very Christian and worked from that document. Mm -hmm. I don't find all six of these feasts even mentioned. Maybe two or three of them are, but for the most part, they're not taught in relationship to the application of what you're supposed to do when they come around. And that's true. So now you're going to tell me, well, Jesus kept them. Well, okay, he kept them, but he didn't. He didn't have a convocation. He had. He had his. He had his few little disciples with him, mm -hmm. but he didn't call a congregation. He didn't call all of Israel that he was supposed to be talking to together to honor them. Right. You would think that now that you own that, you would think that if he's observing Pesach then 
I'm trying to remember the narrative because we haven't been over there in so long because that whole Garden of Gethsemane thing happens and then, you know, the, the betrayal and all that stuff. But, I mean, you to be exact, to your point, which is how come you're not teaching these? Yeah. And you're not showing people the, the importance of what they mean. Right. Other than the fact to say that, you know, well, that's because with, the greatest know. commandment of all is to <laughs> is to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Yeah, or at least that was number two. He enumerated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one here in Shemot chapter thirty-five, verses one through three, kindle fire. These are the things which Yahweh has ordered you to do. On six days, work is to be done. But on the seventh day is to be a holy day for you, a Shabbat of complete rest in honor of Yahweh, whoever does any work on it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is to be put to death. You are not to kennel a fire in any of your homes on Shabbat. Now, now, Shabbat is serious. Yeah. Now, now, you have to understand, once again, when the Shabbat begins. So, Shabbat does not begin at sundown on the sixth day. Does not begin there. We've talked about that in some other podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to get up early before the sun comes up, mm -hmm. before the light of day, and cook you some breakfast. That's right. You can do that. That's right. But once the light of day hits, you're done. You're done. Right. You're absolutely done. So if it's already cooked before then, you can certainly put it in the microwave and warm it up. That That's ain't right. fire. That's right. That's just heat. Right. And I think we want to probably do something with those dispensations of a cycle of, of time, what we call a day. Because, and there's a reason why we're saying you can do that when light is out, when it's because the Most High designates four portions of the day. He designates there's a day, there's night, there's evening, and there's morning. And you are not to do any work during the day. Right. So those other three quadrants of time, night, morning, and uh, evening. evening, you can... Do what you need to do. But like you said, soon as that sun hits the horizon, that's it. You got to cut it off. Yeah. So if you want to get up early on before the day of light shines and fix you some breakfast, mm -hmm. you can do that and set it aside. Mm -hmm. And then you can eat it later. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not breaking Torah. Yeah. So, but here... For, and I think this will be eloquent coming from you, is dealing with this issue of, okay, so are we supposed to be putting people to death right now? That Because if we're going to observe Torah, the other portion of, portion of that as a Shabbat is to put someone to death that doesn't observe it. So no, I mean, you got to well, put no, that in context no, for no, people. We're, no, we're in exile, but I, let me tell you something, okay? Oh, my goodness. When everything that the Most High has told Hebrew Israel 
is going to come to a completion. When it comes to a completion, he has promised that in the last days, the Akarit Hamayim, he will bring Israel from all the four corners that he has dispersed them, and he's going to bring them back to the land. He, there's, there's no, there is absolutely not one shred of scriptorial text that said he is going to redeem anybody into the Shemaim, which is the heavens, going back to land. When we get back in the land in the seventh day, which happens to be called the Messianic era, then if anybody violates this particular mitzvot, then you will be put to death. You'll just go poof. That's right. You'll, as a matter of fact, before you go poof, you'll get stoned. Yeah, you don't want that. That's brutal. And then you go poof. Yeah. So you know, I wanted I wanted to start bringing these to your attention uh, as we talk about um, these uh, these these significant critical uh, mitzvotes that are subscribed to. Now somebody's going to say, well. What about buying and selling? Well, why didn't I mention buying and selling? Because buying and selling is not in Torah. The prophet Nehemiah that up, yeah. brought that up as an issue. And it was an issue because of the problems that he was having with Israel, you know, uh, doing things that they shouldn't have been doing on the Sabbath. And he made that a commandment. It's not, it's not a, in my opinion, it's not a Torah commandment that the Most High gave to Moshe to speak to Israel to do. So that's one reason why I didn't include it in our context. So you might be saying, well, are we supposed to? Well, you know, use your common sense. Sure, absolutely. Use your common sense. Absolutely. And remember this one thing as we, as we come to closure in this particular podcast, Remember that we are in exile and not to give us an excuse for sin. And sin is a violation of missing the mark. Missing the mark is a violation of Torah, not to give us an excuse. But we are in exile and the Most High has extended grace to us. That's what grace is all about. Because without grace, the majority of these mitzvahs that we're going to talk about you would be dead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be dead. Well, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm through being upset for this. Today. I'm, I'm, I'm through. It's not upset. Zeal. I'm, I'm through. I'm through being upset. I'm through <laughs> hollering and screaming, and what have you. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in Exile. Shalom. Shalom.